can go ahead and feel his shirt. It's made of genuine husband material. <laughs> and when I'm feeling parched, I re- reach for a nice, refreshing spin drift. And Shorty got me feeling all sorts of ways showing off that midriff. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. On the spot. You called me out. I mean, not on the spot. I, like, took three minutes to think about it, but still, like, pretty close. That was, that was good, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're good with those on the on the fly. Yeah, I'm brilliant. Mm-hmm. Welcome, <laughs> everyone, to last... Oh, my... I almost said last oh. podcast on the left. <laughs> Clearly, you want to be on their podcast. They, they did have a really good episode today. Uh, it was about this guy, like John John Little or something. I was telling you about it. He uh, um, is a family annihilator killer. Mm-hmm. Killed his family in like the 60s. And just the first part one of two was really interesting. But back to it. Not cutting <laughs> any of that. Welcome, everybody, to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I'm Garrett. I'm Amber. Gilly's over there hanging out. She finally calmed down. She was a... Uh, she had a wild hair up her butt. Yeah, she's going a little nuts. Oh, now she's got itches. Gil. Of course. Gil. That's the norm. What are you doing? What? You're you, shaking her you head. Wanna, you really want her to talk on this podcast. No, I can feel I, it. I think it's kind of fun. <sighs> How you doing? I'm good, sweet. I'm yeah. stuffed. Yeah. That was a big meal, and it was very mm. delicious. Good. But how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, a little, little worn out. Um, mm-hmm. just went for a jog today. So that always kind of like, I'm simultaneously tired, but also like feeling, you know, energized from good workout earlier today. So, you know what I often wonder? So we, mm-hmm. we have a friend that is a professional runner, right? So I always wonder because running takes it out of a person, mm-hmm. if you're not running, are you either just like sleeping and eating I feel like you'd just be sleeping all the time if you weren't running. No, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm by no means a professional runner. I wouldn't even call myself a runner. More of a fun jogger at times. <laughs> but uh, no, I was, I was, I've been watching some uh, YouTube videos about uh, professional athletes' diets and uh, just, just to kind of motivate myself to try and stay healthy-ish. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one was a, a, an Olympic runner mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of recovery time. I mean, of course, she's putting in the work running, but uh, yeah, a lot of recovery. Like she sleeps in a uh, oh, not a it's it's like an energy or a, or oxygen rich container thing. Mm. She rests in that. She doesn't mm-hmm. sleep in it. She just kind of rests just yeah. to to really rejuvenate uh, her body. Yeah, or something. I mean, you used to work for a company that was into. Mm-hmm. oxygenation of the blood or something. So right, right, uh, a lot of whatever she can do to recover so that she can, you know, run the next day or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so, probably yeah. like an oxygen chamber, I think. Probably. Anyways, probably. Yeah. yeah. She was training, uh, either in Colorado Springs, somewhere up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she trained at altitude. So then she would recover in a, in a super oxygen rich environment. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, what are we doing? <laughs> Um, what, what have we been into this week? Oh, Do you yeah. want to go first on yours? I think you go first on everything. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just, you know. I know. I appreciate it. Thank, I'm passing the baton. Thank you. Thank uh, you. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to yes and that. Uh, no, this week, I've been diving into Bridgerton off of Netflix. And that show is awesome. 
I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it apparently takes place in kind of like the 1813 era. Okay. And it, it kind of has a Gossip Girl feel to it, which I think is probably why it's drawing me in. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I think I watched... Well, did I? I don't think I completed Gossip Girl. I should probably rewatch that. Anyways, um, no, it's a really fun um, sh- like show, first season, I guess, of uh, Bridgerton, which is this like high society family. Yeah. And uh, they're in, in <laughs> England in the 1800s, yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're, um, you know, just kind of shows like what life was like back then for you know the what do they call those those gals that they would raise to just like get a husband when you're of age and. I think just being a woman Dumb. of of a certain level in society. Yeah, there's a word for it. And I don't remember. But debutante. There it is. Hey, debutante. Look at me. You're so smart. Oh well. Um, yeah. So just kind of seeing like, at a certain age, they like, really, you know, get married. Train them yeah, to yeah. go out, and you mm. find your husband within a short amount of time. Otherwise, you're single forever, and then you're looked down upon for it, you know? Old maid. Yeah. Not just a card game. Um, but it's super cool. I, I know you, you kind of watched a little bit of it with me. Yeah. In passing. Yeah. So uh, a little a little insight into me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I will uh, uh, indulge in some THC at night just to kind of help me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the times you've been watching Bridgerton, I've done that. And I cannot follow a single word they're saying. What? Really? Yeah. No idea. Do you think it's because? I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm like not super interested and I'm also trying to fall asleep. Yeah. Not, you know. Um, no, I mean, there was a duel at one point. Mm-hmm. Or like, no, I guess it was a duel. That's what they called it, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm catching about 15% of everything. So most of my understanding is just through context and scenes developing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, so, well. I mean, it seems cool. Yeah, it's definitely I, a binge-worthy show for yeah. sure. I, I don't know if that if this is a trend. I feel like there's something else I've seen that does this, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, doing period pieces and having uh, multicultural actors, uh, mm, actors of different mm-hmm. uh, races and, and nationalities, um, when... I mean, likely in 1800s England, it would just be a bunch of white people. But, right. But there are uh, many black actors in the show. I think that's super cool. And I mean, I guess Hamilton would be a prime example of that. Right, right. Um, oh, uh, yeah. There was a Christmas movie we watched uh, with my mom and stepdad. Uh, it was like Nimble Pimble or some something. Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. <laughs> yeah. Nimble Pimble. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was in the ballpark. <laughs> Um, kind of, kind of reminded me of that. I mean, whereas, uh, is the key cast of Hamilton is black, uh, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. um, I believe, uh, Angelic, no, Eliza, Eliza, I believe she is Asian American, cool. but you know, um, but yeah. And then there's other movies, you know, there's Jingle Jangle, Nimble Pimble. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bridgerton, where it is, it's just a a natural blending, and there's no need for context, or it's it's just they do kind of touch on it. Oh, uh, do they really? At, at one point, uh, they kind of refer like back in the time, you know, this wouldn't be possible for basically saying like you know a white girl and a black guy to get together. Sure. Um, 
but they, they made this possible for all of us to become royalty and this and that and oh, that's the nice. other. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's great. I th- Actually, I think they were probably talking about the queen. Yeah. The queen is um, black and the king is white. Oh, cool. And so they kind of said like they paved the way for everybody else to kind of, you in, know, move up in, in society. In this history? In this history. Got so it. it's obviously it. not okay. historically correct, but yeah, I, I honestly don't even know if you need to broach it because i see it as the same as when you have actors trying to play you know an englishman in the 1800s like uh bram stoker's dracula for example mm-hmm. uh starring winona Ryder and keanu reeves doing really bad british accents mm-hmm. but everybody just like you make fun of it but you accept it yeah like if, if that's going to be the precedent set then why not have people that are that you know are african-american or, or black or or whatever nationality like you can suspend your disbelief for a crappy accent Mm -hmm. you know or for uh troy like somebody's using a british accent the other one has an australian accent like you can suspend your disbelief for that why not for people uh, of a skin color that may not have been present in that time Mm -hmm. put them in there who cares yeah why not you're just you're telling a story you know story absolutely um so yeah it's really really fun and i didn't realize um that it's actually based off of like eight novels written by julia quinn i think mm. um so i'm like well that might be fun to read after i'm done yeah. with the show and yeah nice so it'll i maybe there's gonna be eight seasons i don't know god, that'd be pretty sweet god willing right god willing yeah nice but yeah so I, i've been into that and then of course watching the stand that was weird That's with me. you um yeah and i think what are we like four or five episodes in so far yeah. that's come out yeah. That's a pretty cool show. I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, but no, I'm and really you should you it. should stop talking about it because that's what I was going to talk oh, about. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't say that. Retracting, Be, being bossy. Again. Don't. Oh my gosh. Don't wheeze my juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've I've been really enjoying the stand. I think we need to watch episode five tonight. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never read the stand. I've got it on Audible. I don't subscribe to Audible anymore, but once you get the book, it you keep it. Like, even if you unsubscribe, you still have it. Mm-hmm. So definitely think about uh, listening to that. But I did watch a uh, large majority of the TV movie that came out oh, 20 years ago. I think I was telling you a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a... a a man in the show, uh, I believe he is, uh, he looks to be maybe uh, Central American, uh, some sort of Latin X mm-hmm. heritage, I don't know. But uh, he's playing a character that in the show was played by not Robert Downey Jr. Um, he was in Parks and Rec, came in with oh. Adam Scott. Why can't I think of his name? This is embarrassing and frustrating. Well, keep going. I'll You're look gonna look, okay, I'm so anyways, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I know the first episode seemed like it stuck pretty close to the source material. And, I mean, it's been years since I've watched the made-for-TV movie, and I never read the book, so I don't know if they're diverting quite a bit from the source material or not. But I love what they're where they're going. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, last episode wasn't a lot about the supernatural stuff or... Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Jeez. Thank you. Sexy Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe was in the original. And the guy that played uh, Tom, who says M-O-O-N, that spells anything mm-hmm. that's not moon. Love Tom. Yeah, he was played by uh, 
the coach's assistant and coach. Really big dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was great. And uh, I, I, I like the way, I like where the story is going. I feel like there's a, they've done a great job of building a, a connection to the characters. The characters feel significant, identifiable, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I've been digging it so far. I'm just, I'm looking forward to the build to uh, Las Vegas, seeing what's going on in there seeing more about uh if my brother listens to me he's going to kill me uh, stat flag flag randall flag he's played i'm gonna stop trying to name actors because <laughs> yeah. i can't apparently uh but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing more about randall flag we've just seen little bits of him he's had some dialogue um in the show uh yeah it's it's doing a lot of building so i'm i'm excited and uh I did a little bit of research from what I understand. This is a mini series. It should just be this one mm-hmm. season. Okay. Uh, so there should be a definitive conclusion at the end of this, okay. which I'm super excited about. And uh, I guess uh, Stephen King talked about they wrote a different ending than in the stand. Oh, that'll be interesting. They then. updated a little bit. Um, I'm. Yeah, it's it's been a fun ride so far. And honestly, a little cathartic. Really? Yeah, because especially the first couple episodes, they deal heavily with uh, Captain Trips, the the major disease that kills off ninety nine percent of the world's population. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "This is like, w- especially <laughs> as they're tiptoeing into uh, the airborne virus, like yeah. starting to affect people." I was like, "This feels a little too real." Mm-hmm. There's a scene where a guy's like walking along a appear and there's nobody there but corpses and granted there aren't corpses in the streets during covid but you know early on when just like you drive somewhere and there'd be no traffic Mm -hmm. you know it was just a really weird surreal feeling yeah so got into that but then of course it gets so crazy that you can it's like oh well differentiate yeah yeah yeah. i mean of course covid has been uh awful and so many people have lost friends family loved ones Mm -hmm. um but uh, i don't know for me it's it's been kind of again cathartic like something something is so close to to what is going on in real life but just distant enough Mm -hmm. there's some there's something in that sweet spot that i find really enjoyable yeah so so, yeah. It's so cool. Oh, and I told you today I finally got to see the credits on Hades, a video game I've been playing for a while. Yeah. Um, if anybody follows video games, Hades should be like one of the games that's going to consistently be in best games of 2020 conversations because mm-hmm. it's so good. It is incredible. It's on Switch. Uh, might be on some other consoles. If you haven't picked it up and you're into video games, especially if you're into, ro- if you're into roguelike games, where you play, you die, you restart, you play, you get better you, uh, just playing the game, you get better equipment as you continue. This game is so rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I uh, loved it. Good. Yeah, I'm ready to start another run even after I beat, I quote unquote beat the game, but there's still a ton of stuff I haven't lo- unlocked yet. And the combat is so fun and engaging that mm-hmm. it, a lot of games I'm like, no, I'm, I'm definitely not going back for more stuff this one it's it's like it's it's almost like junk food but healthy junk food mm. yeah like we, right. yeah we used to eat that like 
uh, protein ice cream stuff. Yes. It's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Halo. There it is. Halo, to- is Halo Top? Halo Top. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I like that stuff. Yeah, we should get that again. Yeah, that stuff got a bad rap, but I liked it. Why? Why People it? just like, it doesn't taste like ice cream. Well, it's not it's supposed like, to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a protein ice cream. Yeah, you marks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, and you are starting this week. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. And your topic was... So you gave me uh, who was the first K-pop group. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I first started researching this, I got nothing before 1990. Okay. And then I, I just kept at it, and it kind of gave me a little something, and then, so here we go. Um, so the roots of K-pop music can be traced all the way back to 1885. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Apparently when a missionary named Henry Appenzeller became uh or began to teach american and british folk songs to school children replacing the original english lyrics with korean ones mm-hmm. okay um so after the korean after the korean peninsula was uh partitioned into north and south after its liberation from the japanese in 1945 hmm. uh, korea and western culture first encountered each other with american popular mu- music filtering into the landscape through the u.s troops sure that, that tracks uh, right yeah, yeah. So since American pop culture was gradually becoming more accepted and the oldest type of Korean pop music uh, derived from the old Chango songs, I believe is how you say that, Chango, mm. um, started to kind of take, take on an Americanized form, which brought on Korean pop stars such as the Kim sisters. The Kim sisters is kind of, they're saying that they're kind of the, the, one of the first K-pop groups. Okay. To pave the way. Cool. So they came around like 1959 ish. Oh, wow. Uh, it consists of two sisters and their cousins. We've got Mia, Aisha, and Sue. Um, so their cousin is, um, their mom kind of took her in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so sisters. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Right? Yeah. Love it. So they started their career by um, singing country songs to the U.S. troops who. I guess had donated rock and roll records to the group in order to kind of help them expand their repertoire. That's very nice. Right? Yeah. Sharing um, is caring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess soon they were performing a mix of American styles with folk and hillbilly and salsa. Kind of like mix it up a little bit. Love that. Um, but they were actually born into kind of a famous musical family. Really? Yeah. Their dad, uh, Kim Hyesung, was a composer. And set apparently pretty high expectations for his children's like musical performance. I think mm. you can kind of see it from earlier on and got him into music. Um, and then their mom was Lee Nanyoung. She was the most finger, uh, famous singer in Korea at the time. Mm. So, and when they were younger, they didn't really go without. I mean, they had, I think their parents had seven children. Wow. And uh, then I think I'm guessing they brought on the, you know, the cousin or the niece as well. So big household. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently their dad was an outspoken anti-communist so when the war broke out in Korea in 1950 he was actually taken prisoner and later executed by a communist oh no yeah uh, which left their mom to take care of all the children by herself um, and I guess this Bob McMacken which is a fun last name by the way uh, his name is Bob McMacken Bob Bob okay Bob McMacken hmm uh, he became their first manager after seeing them perform at the Army Circuit in, like, 1957. Yeah. Um, 
and kind of worked with them to bring him to the U.S. You're looking at me weird. I'm just thinking Bob McMacken was born in the wrong time. He should have been born now because then he could be like, his, you know, if he's like eating a bunch of chicken McNuggets or something, his friends are like, man, you McMacken on those nuggets. And then they'd all like <laughs> high five and they go to the club. He'd be a lot cooler now. He'd, yeah, he'd be super popular. I'm yeah. sure he did fine back then. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess their mom kind of encouraged them um, to go to the U.S. by saying, you know, you'll, you will have to do more to stand out in the U.S. and to not come back until they are successful. Big expectations. That's Boy. <laughs> yeah. Last um, thing you say to your daughters. Right. Don't come back until you're famous. Like, I love you, but I don't want to see your face unless you got money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so they would eventually leave Korea to pursue a music career in Las Vegas. So they started performing at... Um, hotels like the Stardust Hotel. Mm. Um, they began performing on um, TV shows. So like they were on Ed Sullivan. Apparently they were invited onto his show um, where they appeared over like 20 times um, to where they're introducing Korean music to um, basically all of America at that point. Um, so I guess throughout the 60s, um, the sisters became kind of the face of Korea where they were traveling a lot. They were traveling performers going from, you know, all these different um, shows and little mini concerts and things. Um, but I guess despite the success in the U.S., um, the America kind of had narrow ideas about East Asia. Since when? Right? I what? Um, so they kind of... Okay, so they were on the Ed Sullivan show. And since they were getting really, really big... They kind of were, what's the word? Oh, so apparently Ed Sullivan had pa- patronized the girls repeatedly, um, kind of calling attention to their foreignness. Yeah. You know. That's Ed. <sighs> yeah, which is such a bummer. Um, but they had a self-titled album in 1964, um, which they were, I think Americans were, this is how they worded it. So, and the album contained a confusing mix of Asian and American songs. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, I don't know, maybe maybe America at the time was like, I don't want to, I want to hear just the American songs and not Asian songs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I would guess. I mean, this is around the same time that Bob Hope did that terrible Japanese impersonation in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was yeah. This is that time. I do love that movie, but that every time I watch him come on the screen, it just yeah, yeah. It's rough. It's not. It's not a good look. No. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm sure he regrets it now. Is he? He's dead. Well, yeah. Okay. But hopefully, at one point (laughs) in his life, he regretted it. At some point, he looked back. He's like, maybe not my best look. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, Bob. I don't know, Bob Hope. He gets to the pearly gates and, you know, God's like, do you regret this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're coming in, but can we, <laughs> like, maybe we should talk first. Yeah. Um, so I guess their, their second manager, Tom Ball, apparently mistreated no the McMacken. girls. No McMacken. No McMacken. Yeah. Not my, not, not my manager. Not sure what happened with him, yep. but uh, the new one kind of mistreated the girls, exploiting their earnings, oh. which is a bummer because I guess for years the, the sisters, um, couldn't travel back to Korea for fear of not being able to come back to the U.S. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So they they regularly sent money home to help with the large family. Because cool. um, I guess at, um, in Korea at the time, their family struggled tremendously. 
um, in the years after the war for basic like food and clothing. So they're, you know, every dollar that they would make, they would send over yeah. overseas. So um, they, the family definitely relied on the sisters' earnings for survival. That's good. I mean, it's good that the sisters could help their family back home. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, especially with a, you know, single parent too. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess the, the sisters became U.S. citizens in 1968, and then they helped their four brothers uh, immigrate to the U.S. from Korea after their mother died. Mm. Um, and then in the 70s, the Kims finally began to kind of experience musical performance as a way to connect with fans and not just as a means of survival. It's almost like they're starting to really in, enjoy it and not think that That's good. we're just doing this to get money, you know? Cool. Um, but yeah, I guess Sue still performs today at like benefit concerts. Uh, Mia lives wow. in Hungary uh, with her husband, um, but I guess the sisters haven't really remained close since their glory days. Hmm. Um, and Aisha died of lung cancer in the 80s, which is Damn. a bummer. Um, but yeah, I guess they definitely paved the way for you know Korean pop culture um, and for kind of a musical exchange between South Korea and the United States and to help pave the way for bigger groups to come through and stuff but nice yeah i guess there was a a a few different um groups in the 60s that were around when the kim sisters were here but yeah i mean i gotta be honest i was assuming that you were going to talk about some groups in the 90s but i mean that makes total sense that post korean war you know i mean yeah it just makes sense Mm -hmm. that some korean groups would come over here to try and make it and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know what to say. Apparently, I'm more tired <laughs> than I thought I was. Uh, that's that's uh, super cool, though. Uh, the Kim sisters. The Kim sisters, and they. I was. Uh, I watched them on. Oh, this Dean Dean Martin on the Dean Martin show. Oh yeah, and, I uh, forgot he had a show. Not that I was alive, but I. Yeah. Dean Martin's one of the Rat Pack that I know the least about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, Except I think there's a fourth member that I don't even know of. Oh. Frank Sinatra. Mm. Oh, uh, I don't want to call him the black guy that was also Jewish. Darn it. I'm going to have to. Sammy J- Davis Jr. I should have waited. Uh. Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. And there's a fourth one that I will not I, say because I do not know. I don't know. Life well spent at yahoo.com. Let us know who that fourth <laughs> member of the rap pack is. Um, but the, they were really, really talented. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun to just like watch them sing and, and dance and, hmm. um, you know, being able to kind of like see those, uh, what would they call those talk, just a talk show, I guess. Um, yeah. Like seeing Dean kind of like singing with them and have oh. it like a little bit with them was really cute. Cool. Um, so when they dance, was it synchronized? I imagine that yeah. they took, yeah, took inspiration from maybe some Motown of that era. And that's yeah. kind of, okay. Reminded me a lot of like dream girls. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. They were, yeah. Just like how modern K-pop mm-hmm. or even K-pop from the nineties and stuff, you know, kind of took inspiration from, uh, you know, American boy bands mm-hmm. who of course took inspiration from, black culture in America in general, but you know, makes sense. You influence each other and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So man, all the notes that I took that didn't take very long at all. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Cause you know what we got to make time for? got to make time for Garrett's WandaVision roundup. Oh yeah. yeah. That'll be at the end. 
we'll probably say goodbye, but tell people to hang out if they want. If they want to hear about it. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they've already seen the episodes or if they don't care about spoilers or anything. Yeah. So, no, great job, honey. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I should have done one in the 90s, too. I didn't think oh, about it, but. Don't worry about it. I was like, well, that was kind of the first K-pop group. So. Yeah. I think I can, I think I can dig in a little bit on mine. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm real excited if to I'm hear not too tired. what you dug up. Well, yeah, it's, uh, so my topic for this week was, uh, uh stalkers mm-hmm. in the K-pop community. Yeah. And apparently they have their own name, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one, because I don't know, it's just, it's, it's in Korean. Of course, they're going to have their own name for stalkers. Um, and it, they are called Sasang or Sasang fans. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. I, I believe I saw a pronunciation that was like sa sang, but if not, apologies to all those crazy fans out there. Yeah. Don't kill me. And uh yeah, it's it's an interesting culture subgroup, but not entirely unfamiliar to just I mean American pop is of course what we know of. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some stuff and I'm just like, yeah, I mean kind of reminds me of the Beatles and One Direction, you know, the the Stones, just like any group that has a really devout fan base, some are going to be pretty intense. Yeah. Um, even recently, a few months ago, there was a, a, a WWE wrestler um, and uh, somebody broke into her home. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, it may have been an attempted uh, abduction. Oh. Luckily, uh. she was okay. Um, you know, she's fine, but I think she took some time away from WWE mm-hmm. because she was understandably, uh, shaken up. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was a really fun wrestler, but yeah, they wrote in some, uh, as WWE is known to do, they wrote in a storyline where her and her former tag team partner, um, were feuding and whoever won lost the match had to quit WWE mm-hmm. and, so she, of course, lost. But again, people were speculating that, oh, it's so she can get, take some time away and take care of herself. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally after that trauma. So. That would be so scary. Makes a ton of sense to me. So I found a couple of, uh, you know, as as is K-pop culture that I'm finding out recently. Yeah. Found some like listicles of, you know, 13 extremely disturbing stories of sasangs that went too far. Oh. Boy. Yeah. So, uh, first one is EXO's attempted kidnapping, and I talked about EXO mm-hmm. last week. So yeah. now I'm, a, I'm an EXO master. <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently EXO uh, they were uh, leaving a uh, a hotel or just a building. Um, I think it might have been a show they were doing. Left the building and they were about to go into this van, but it looked kind of like something didn't make sense. Like maybe a manager was like, "Wait, where's our?" Where's the? You're not the driver. Apparently, some Sasangs knew uh, where the members of EXO were coming out of this building, mm-hmm. knew where the van would be parked. They rented a van that looked very much like their typical van oh. and parked it in that spot in the hopes that uh, members of EXO would get in there and they could drive off with them, oh um, which initially I was like, Party bus? That's, that, no, that, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's scary. Of course it's scary. Totally. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I sometimes I don't know where our son is. Yeah. How could I track these band members and know what what van they're in and where mm-hmm. the van parks? Like uh, something that's 
pretty obvious about Sasings is uh, they are very involved in the community, uh, technologically savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they use that to really get into some precarious positions and find a way to just do some gnarly stuff to these poor boys. Oh, we got a kid break. You heard us talking about Sasings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you heard me talking about how I don't know where he is sometimes. How you doing, bud? Should we not do a kid break? Should we do a cash cash chime in? You want to say hi? You can say hi. We're here. Get hi. up on that mic. You getting shy now? And you're just going to cuddle for a minute? Oh, I just oh, love you. That's nice. Do you need something? No. No, you just want to come in and cuddle for a minute? Yeah. Well, that's nice, buddy. I'll take that. All right. So, uh, <laughs> and some of these are, like, fine. Like, the next one is about uh, members of BTS leaving a cafe or something, and then some fans chased him. Mm-hmm. Like, scary, but right. pretty common for uh, crazy fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll call them crazy. I don't mind. There's really, like, the leniency with which these people are dealt with. Not that I'm, like, a big law and order guy. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. Like, there's some gnarly stuff that happens, and everybody's just like, oh, these kids. Oh, my gosh, really? Like, knives Wait. are involved. Oh, wow. It's wild. Okay. Uh, this one's really interesting because I'm kind of mad at the victim. And I don't like to blame the victim, Uh-oh. but in this situation... Uh, so this is a Kim Hee-Chul's car accident. Uh, he's a member of Super Junior. Um, and uh, apparently he was... Uh, one day he was driving when he noticed Sasang fans following him with their car. As he didn't particularly particularly want to be followed, he tried to lose them. Mm-hmm. He took various routes to try to get away, but ended up getting in a car accident while doing so. Oh, no. Yeah. While it was already bad enough that they had essentially caused him to get into the car accident, he also suffered from a broken leg due to it. Ooh. So, of course, broken leg is bad. I, you know, don't want him to get hurt, but I I don't understand. I guess I'm not, I've never been in that situation, but if somebody's just following you and maybe they get up beside you and take pictures and stuff, like, right. it's not the worst thing in the world, but, like, him going crazy and then trying to, like, lose him. That seems short-sighted to uh, me. Unless the car is, like, being aggressive on him. Sure, sure. Like, who? I mean, does it sh- say anything about, like, them kind of, like, trying to course him, course him no, to the side no, of the road No, no, just that he was being followed. That's the only information that I found. Okay. Yeah, which, you know, maybe he was heading to his hotel or to his home or to a friend's home, and he didn't want them to know. Right, right. But, I mean... You know, trying to be James Bond and and take turns and try to lose him. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a young man. Young men make mistakes. I made a ton in my day. Yeah. You know, not done making them. So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be too hard on him. But I was like, I don't know if that's entirely the fans' fault. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um. So, oh, this one was a uh, weird. So EXO. Mm-hmm. A uh, bunch of members went to the bathroom. Apparently, there was some women that shaved their heads and got into the bathroom and then like tried to you know interact with members of exo like trying um, to pass as a male 
Yeah, so the boys once encountered female saucing fans who entered the bathroom. Uh, the boys were using, while this may be shocking already, the fans even shaved their heads and dressed like boys so that they wouldn't be suspicious. Hmm. Uh, suffice it to say, the boys were not happy by their act. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, and apparently now they have one of their... It's, it's so This seems weird. Since then, the members take turns standing guard outside the bathroom entrance to prevent an instance like this from happening again. Don't, where's their security? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Does... Do... Is, is that not a job in Korea? I don't know. I mean, there's gotta ha- be, have right? They to have security for sure. Have these these That's kids are raking in millions of dollars for you know uh, YM or y- JYP or whatever? Yeah. Buy some security for your boys, right? And girls, of course. Yeah. Like they need it. Oh my gosh! Everybody's in this room now. Uh, oh yeah, there was one time where this. This K-pop group, Seventeen, they were doing a uh, fan signing, and one of the fans just got kind of crabby and started throwing stuff at one of the members. Oh, boy. Um, uh, someone, like one of their managers, escorted her away, and she said she was mad because she'd waited so long and nobody was smiling, and nobody, none of the men looked like they were having fun. Oh, boy. So it, it gets worse. Like, that's, oh. that's just kind of a, a young girl being crappy. Like, right. Maybe she had a bad day. Who knows? That's, I mean... Well, I guess clearly she waited a long time and they didn't even... Couldn't even smile at their fans. Yeah. She was being... She was being rude. <laughs> but I don't know if that's saucing material, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, what was this one? Oh, yeah. So, this group, Wanna One. Uh, wanna, like Wanna, like I Wanna. Okay. And then One. Wanna One. Okay. Uh, apparently, they were... They visited MBC... Not NBC. NBC. Yeah. Uh, to film Weekly Idol. I'm guessing a show. And apparently just a ton of fans showed up and flooded uh, the the lobby of NBC and also flooded uh, other businesses around the area. Mm-hmm. Didn't buy anything, just waited to see if, if 101 would come out. And everybody got annoyed with it. Mm-hmm. They were like, you guys got to leave. And they ended up calling the cops. Oh, wow. Which, I yeah. Mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They're loitering on, on private property. You know, get them out of there. But everybody was okay, of course. And next we got uh, G-Dragon. I mean, y'all know G-Dragon. You That's know. a fun name. Yeah, it's good. Uh, let's see. I don't remember this one, so I'm going to read it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so fans used to camp outside of his house. Okay. And that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, also, he shared the home with uh, his mother and sister. And they became frightened of the fans and wanted them to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tweeted asking them to stop it. Seems reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, fans kind of encroaching a little too much, getting a little too personal. Mm-hmm. Asking them to back off. Right. Yeah. That that None of that seems super... Like, when I think saucing, just from my reading of this, I think, like, too much. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, and uh, saucing, I wanted to break down. Oh, I have that somewhere. Gosh darn it. Uh, so, saucing is, like, uh, I believe sang means personal life, and sa means... Invading nope. something to that effect, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what seems to be the saucing thing is just not respecting 
boundaries. Yeah, boundaries that most people would understand and respect. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, if I saw, who do I like? Who's somebody I like? Uh, Any of the WWE people? Oh, sure. Sure, there's got to be one. Uh, Oh, uh, any of the members of the New Day? Oh, yeah. If I saw them walking somewhere, at most, and this is a big at most, (laughs) be like, hey, love your work. Mm -hmm. And then out of there. I think I'd be too scared to say anything to anybody that I was. I just just wouldn't want to mess with somebody's day. Right. Like, you never know. Like, maybe Big E just got off a really bad flight. Uh-huh. And you know, a significant other is is just broke up with him, or um, I don't know much about Biggie's life. Maybe he's just having a bad day, and then he's got to like. Granted, if I'm just like, hey man, love your work, you know, take yeah. take it easy. Hopefully that wouldn't be too much. But of course, if you're like, hey man, love your work, can I get a photo? Like, that's ugh, no. Even though it's so, I'm sure it'd be super tempting because you're like, this is a once in a lifetime, and yeah. I, you know, I would love to get proof of this right yeah. um i just don't i couldn't see myself doing it because in my mind i'm like they're not working right now this right. is their personal time sure that's oh i mean you i know, think like, that takes would, a lot of i would much rather go to an event that they're at and then ask for you know a photo or something yeah, yeah. um then like if they're out at a restaurant and i would never like, bug somebody when they're <laughs> eating <laughs> yeah. like when someone's eating that seems like a a no time. I, it would be kind of fun though to like send a drink over and be like, "Hey, oh, so and so, just that way you could just like for sure, for you know, sure. little little nod, little smile, uh-huh. like love you, man." You know. Yeah, there's a, a podcast called All Fantasy Everything that I really enjoy, and uh, one of the they're all comedians, and mm-hmm. one of their comedian friends, um, they convinced all the listeners of uh, last podcast on the left anytime they see his show to send him a like an appetizer platter (laughs) (laughs) it was really funny nice yeah i think that's a i think that's a classy move yeah Yeah, send over like a like a shrimp cocktail Ooh, hell yeah yeah just something that like someone would enjoy they can they can take it or leave it yeah yeah and you know it's like oh the gentleman bought you a you know shrimp cocktail and then mm-hmm. Biggie's like, and then Biggie's like rolling his body. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just like point at him and then I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a day ahead of him. Right. So like, you just got to keep it cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's gnarly. This one gets weird. So this is about EXO again. Apparently EXO's had a lot of issues with the uh, fans. A big group. Uh, yeah. So they're staying in a hotel overseas. Um, apparently during one overseas trip, EXO stayed at a hotel which Sasang fans had managed to break into. Mm. They installed cameras in the hotel's gym. Whoa. Luckily, Suho noticed these cameras and quickly covered his face while pointing them out to his manager. And they've got a couple photos, uh, two different angles that wow. this camera is put in. And yeah, Suho's like covering up his face. So there's a camera there, mm-hmm. which... I guess. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what it's like to constantly be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just like, I, I believe these gentlemen wear some sort of makeup or something. Maybe he like, you know, uh, you know, th- this, I'm, I don't have my, like my seeing fans on. face on. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. That makes sense. Um, oh yeah. And they, uh, oh, that wasn't the only thing the fans did. They also were able to install cameras in some of the members rooms as well as microphones. After releasing audio clips, they faced the full wrath of XOLs who were very angry at uh, that the supposed fans had done something like that. 
Yeah. That's, they, oh, that's terrible. They, I, I wonder if they caught those people because that, that's a pretty big no-no. Yeah, I, I would really hope so, but we'll get into like some people that got caught later. And oh, I think you'll be surprised. Um, oh, yeah, and BTS, uh, they were walking to their airplane, and some girls chased them and tried to, like, grab stuff off them. You know, mm. a keepsake or maybe sell something online. Just right. generally not, I mean, being pretty aggressive, and How, okay. that's terrible. To get to that point of your fans no longer seeing you as a person but more mm-hmm. so as like mm-hmm. a product yeah like how would that f- i would not like that at all yeah and i think that's that's part of the parasocial relationship that is fan and idol right you know in any culture it's you don't know this person as a person you know them as you know a member of bts or the character they play on this show. Right. Um, so yeah, you can't really form, I don't think in a, a, a parasocial relationship that's gone that far. Mm-hmm. I don't think you think of them as a person. You think of them as something that has helped. belongs to you yeah. or you belong with them sort of thing. Like there's some sort of ownership that happens. Cause yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering too, because I just thought of this. So, you know, when we had, um, our friend Zach on for the the hot wings, yeah. you know, uh, was that last month, I think. And he had said um, that his wife would see our short little video clips of the, the movies that we would yeah. do. And she's like, oh, I feel like I know them, right. you know, because she just sees us so much and like it's a video. Yeah. And you kind of get attached to what that person is like and things like that. I mean, this is very, very minor. This isn't a, even a big deal at all. It was just a very nice thing that he said that very nice. she enjoys this yeah. stuff that we put out. Right, right. Um, so I guess thinking that, but going a big step further yeah. that, you know, if we produce something that someone took very much to the heart of like, say they're going through something really bad and yeah. like the music made them better or you know like mm-hmm. something super personal to them that maybe that's why they, they feel so attached to the quote-unquote product or yeah no i i do th- i feelings. think of it as i don't think that somebody would become a saucing if everything was totally above board in their life i think it's you know it's the idea of if you get a vaccine, there's a certain population that getting the vaccine might respond negatively due to other contributing factors in, within their body. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a, a saucing. Like anybody else would be like, oh man, I really love BTS stuff. They're great. And you maybe go to a concert or you wave or you go to a signing and you're, you're out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's most people. But then there's that one person that has a chemical imbalance in their brain that they can't control or something at home isn't right. Mm-hmm. And those contributing factors create this. So I don't know. I don't think that it's like they feel like they not, know you on a real deeper level. Yes. Yes. They feel some part missing inside of them with this person mm-hmm. and yeah, create a relationship that again, this this other person in BTS has no knowledge of. Right. I don't know this person exists. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of uh, just trying to get these stars, these idols, Mm -hmm. to get their fans to see them as a person, uh, this guy, uh, Choi Siwon from Super Junior, apparently his Twitter was hacked a couple times. Um, And eventually he 
posted, uh, truly loving someone is understanding and caring for them, not invading their privacy, stalking them, or spreading baseless rumors about them. Which, right. Yeah. I, I think sometimes you got to hit somebody in the feelings mm-hmm. and hope that they get it. But I mean, at that point, who knows? Right. You know, they, I don't know, they Hope's may just so say, like, no, you don't home. get it. Like, I love you and you love me. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know what's going through Sasang's heads. Uh, oh, and this last one uh, on this list is pretty nuts. This guy, uh, Kim Jejong, Jejung, uh, doesn't say what group he was with. Might be kind of solo. Uh, he was staying in a, oh, he was simply taking a nice break at a sauna. But a fan somehow snuck in or broke in, mm-hmm. not only took a picture of him while he was sleeping. I'll show you the picture. Oh, whoa. Dude's sleeping. Okay, And that's she creepy. said that she even kissed him on the cheek while he was sleeping. Oh. Which is, that's, that's assault, in that's my opinion. That's so creepy. Oh. Oh, apparently there was another bad one. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, 13. Gosh, I can count. So this uh, next one, that one is disgusting and scary. Yeah. Could have done something awful to uh-huh. that person, but this one's nuts. So Takion's bloody note. Oh, uh, boy. While there oh. are plenty of innocent and sweet fan uh, notes out there, 2 p.m.'s Takion once received one of the most disturbing notes around. He received an extremely creepy note saying, you can't live without me. What made it even worse was the note was written in blood. She posted that uh, she wrote it with the blood from her. Oh, I didn't read that part. I don't. I think I can see where you're going with this. You know what? I think we're all probably adults here. It was (laughs) from her menstrual pad. So moving on. Wow. Uh, When other fans couldn't uh, really believe it, she again posted a picture of a bloody pad as alleged proof. Uh, his I mean, at fa- least she didn't hurt herself yes. to do this, I guess. Yeah. That's Let's look on bright sides. Silver lining here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> his fans were absolutely disgusted by this supposed gift and repeatedly told her she needed to apologize. Eventually, she did issue an apology saying, I am very obsessive, but I'm not a saucing. I'm sorry. Girl, if you're not a saucing, you're something. That's yeah. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where the blood comes from. That's no. not a good thing. That's that's yeah yeah nope too much yeah and i wonder if this is does does this girl look familiar uh was that one of the kim sisters i she doesn't look familiar okay our son's back what's up cash where's the bread where's the bread in the pantry why do you need bread I wonder if he means bread like money. The cool bread? Yeah. I don't know. What is the cool bread? What is the cool bread? I don't know. I just don't want the bread. Mm. Guys, write in. Life well spent at <laughs> yahoo.com. Tell us what the cool bread is. That's not the blueberry bread. I don't know what you want. Cash, do we need to pause? So we can track down this cool bread? Okay. We will be right back. All right, we are back. We were gone for like half an hour because we had to <laughs> give Cash uh, some of his medicine and Gilly ate some of it. So we had to do research, but it looks like the medicine that she ate isn't going to be harmful. So, you know, you can imagine that sapped some energy out of the room. It kind of did. We're going to try and bring it back. <laughs> we are going to try. So, oh, life. Uh, 
not sure where I was in the previous conversation, but uh, I talked about the resourcefulness of uh, Sasang mm-hmm. individuals, community, whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's uh, taxi drivers that are connected with like the Sasang community, and they will uh, try to follow idols' vehicles to know where they're going, and uh, basically try to give information mm-hmm. to Sasang. Saucing. I think saucing fans are saucing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's a service called V Live. Uh, lately, as saucing fans show their full might on V Live broadcasts, when idols interact with their fandom, many Korean pop figures have received calls in the middle of the live video for saucings. Wow. Yeah. So, and uh, I talked about just the uh, how these kids kind of get away with it in a in a surprising manner maybe maybe the united states is a little over litigious mm-hmm. but i'll read this so in 2006 yoon ho was at a cafe and given some orange juice by the staff member of the business unfortunately the person wasn't actually a staff member oh no but an anti-fan and they had laced the drink with super glue oh. with an intention to hurt yoon ho he was rushed to the hospital where he had to stay for a few days to recover from the incident. Incredibly, he ended up forgiving the person and even asked that she not receive jail time because she was young. That's attempted murder, dog. Whoa. I'm, you know, if a four-year-old comes at me with a knife, like, no, lock, lock the four-year-old <laughs> up. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and there, there's other situations uh, where they just, like, Totally forgive the person. Uh, I, I passed one. Oh, so um, Mayun from Baby VOX. Uh, when Baby VOX and male group HOT were in their peak, Baby VOX member Miu got targeted by Sasangs when she was revealed to be dating HOT member Hee Jun. She was sent an envelope of razor blades, which she reported to the police, but fortunately she wasn't hurt. Well, A blatant nice. threat. Yeah. Yeah, and there there was another situation I think where, uh, yeah, uh, oh that that was the one where the guy got his photo taken, which was gnarly, and uh, oh yeah, this one's weird. Uh, so, Tae Yoon from Girls Generation, uh, during the 2011 Angel Price Music Festival. A male Sasang fan somehow managed to get on stage during the middle of the group's performance and tried to kidnap Taeyoon. He grabbed her forcefully and began dragging her off stage. Whoa. But fortunately, Sunny and the MC of the event rushed over to save her. Somehow, however, the fan never got punished for his actions. Oh. For putting his hands on this woman while she's doing her job and attempting to remove her, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's kidnapping mm-hmm. terrible and oh uh, one more and then we'll move on uh let's see oh yeah so this one's different okay so uh this is about uh boy i don't know how to pronounce this name e-u-n-h-y-e unyi maybe yeah that yeah. sounds uh is he's for uh maybe she yeah uh i believe she is from baby vox uh during the group's peak popularity peak popularity yunhi was shot in the eyes by an anti-fan with a water gun filled with a mixture of soy sauce, 
red peppers, and vinegar. Ouch. It was assumed that the anti-fan was trying to blind her, but fortunately it only caused minor injuries, and Yuhi just barely had to wear an eye patch over one of her eyes. Incredibly, Yun Oh, man, I'm butchering her name. I apologize. Incredibly, in Yu didn't want to press charges against the person because her injuries were minor. Mm. I don't care how minor your injuries are. That, oh, that's terrible. So... Uh, something else that I found interesting was uh, this this article from whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dealing with Sasang fans is a lot harder than you think. Stalking, one of the common acts performed by Sasang fans, is nothing but a minor crime in South Korea. Those accused will receive a mere fine of 100,000 won, which is close to $89. Oh, wow. Not only that, many of the accused are minors, meaning Mm -hmm. at most they will only receive a warning and nothing more. There's, I mean, granted, when somebody is uh, mentally unwell, Mm -hmm. any sort of threat of punishment is not going to deter them from doing something terrible. But still, like, it seems like there's really no repercussion for blatantly attacking Mm -hmm. these individuals that are just doing their job. It's, wow. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, I've heard of, you know, uh, just super fans going after a, another celebrity spouse of somebody that they're crazy for. Like, yeah. recently, I think something happened where, uh, oh, I think Harry Styles is dating, like, Olivia Wilde right now or something, allegedly. I don't know. Believe it or not, I heard about that. Yeah, r- really? Yeah. Right um, finger on the pulse over here. So, apparently, there's a lot of Harry Styles fans out there that were, like, so upset about it. Who knows? Because she's older or... She's got, I have no idea, yeah. but they were in an uproar about it on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you know that there's, this stuff probably happens all the time. And I'm sure a lot of celebrities just kind of like, well, I don't really want to deal with it. So we're just going to brush it off. Like it's nothing. Right. But man, that'd be, that'd be tough to go through. Like, yeah, you're literally getting hate mail just because you're dating somebody that they like. Yeah. It's messed up. I even heard that uh, Harry Styles' cousin, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, came to his defense and said, like, leave, leave Olivia alone. They're such a sweet couple. <laughs> that's uh, that's what, my third wrestling reference of the day? Third or fourth? I think so. Yeah. Guys, yeah. AJ Styles is the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's all I've got for this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they range from, like, kind of being pesky and just intrusive to really trying to poison someone yeah yeah so that's crazy yeah don't uh yeah that's terrible yeah i mean i was i was totally into some like really into things when i was a kid like that's that's the thing when you're a kid you know and this is kind of the nice way of saying it is just like everything's a first so it's really big and important and it means the Mm -hmm. world but then of course you combine that with maybe a a un uh a mental illness that hasn't really been talked about or right. dealt with through medication or, or therapy. Right. And yeah, it, it can turn very scary. So. I mean, those, a couple of those stories, it was about an anti-fan. I'm like, if you're not a fan, that's fine. And you could, you know, have your opinion, but to yeah. go as far as like, I'm going to put super glue in your coffee because Orange I juice. don't like you. Orange juice, yeah. excuse me. Uh, because I don't like you. Yeah. Like that's, that's disgusting. Yeah. Like that that's like a hate towards somebody, yeah. you know? You know, wrestlers got a lot of that back in the day. Like before it was more well known that wrestling is 
planned. The outcome mm-hmm. is planned. I don't call it fake because those people get injured like crazy. Yeah. But uh, w- before people really knew it was planned, there were, it was a work. Like, yeah, there's wrestlers that got stabbed and like attacked. <sighs> crazy. Yeah, it's messed up. Still, still kind of happens. Um, but a lot of times people just like run into the ring somehow and then mm-hmm. like try to go after somebody. But of course they're one, they have great security. Most, most wrestling organizations do. And then if not, you get other wrestlers around. Mm-hmm. They'll just beat the crap out of them. Yeah. That's like running onto a football field. Like you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. Right. So yeah. But unfortunately these poor K-pop adults, I keep wanting to call them kids cause they're tiny. I don't think I've ever seen a, a large, a yoked out K-pop person. Well, I feel like, I mean, aren't they younger? Aren't they mostly minors? No, 20s. Okay. I mean, the uh, the trainees are like 16, 17, 18. Right. But I believe they're in training for so long that by the time typically that they premiere, again, from our three weeks of research, <laughs> uh, they're, yeah, early yeah. 20s. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so. Well, great job, sweetie. Oh, thank Those you. Those are fascinating unbelievable not stories as, not as dark as last week so we got no, that going yeah. for us yeah um <laughs> so since i'm uh i'm introducing my own segment mm-hmm. uh we're gonna do that at the end because yeah. i don't oh, yeah. i last you thing i want to do is ruin somebody's experience with a, a show right right so we are gonna do our segment where one of us reads rap lyrics <gasps> i'm excited yeah. about this yeah and last week you came up with the fantastic uh, punch up that one of us should pick out the lyrics for the other person. Yeah. So I'm picking out lyrics for you. And, and do we want to do this before we go over our assignments for next week? Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Assignments or yeah. that first? No assignments first. Okay. Uh, so for you, I've got, um, so I've heard that K-pop is actually illegal in some places like Jamaica. Oh. So I want to know why some places are banning it. That's isn't that's that wild? wild? Yeah. It's really wild. So it might be a short one. You might just give me like a two sentence explanation, but I really want to know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. This one's kind of broad. So I say find something you like and run with it. I'm kind of curious about K-pop's influence in other sources of media. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of manga out there that uh, deals with K-pop Okay. Um, anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even more mainstream stuff. Okay. What, sorry, that's all mainstream. I I meant to say more strictly American stuff. If if there's if we're able to find some K-pop connections or influences uh, seeping hmm. their way into other forms of media in America, or maybe fashion. Yeah, that might be I for sure. Know. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I will do my best. You're gonna do a great job. You always do. I'll probably come back with, actually, there's nothing out there. Not nothing. <laughs> Not it's a so, single thing. It's so weird. It, it just stops. It stops at the ocean. Yeah. Let's get over here. <laughs> um, okay. So just a heads up for you. There's a couple words in this that you're not going to want to say. So don't oh, say them. Okay. Just skip over them. Just skip them. Yeah. Don't even like. Yeah. Don't say them. Well, I'm not going to say them, okay. but should I pause? And like they, people would probably know what these words are. Should we come up with like a, like a. You know, we we don't have pineapple the tech. or something. No, like a <laughs> like a noise. Like a uh. Meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
try my best. Or can you do like a Tim Allen? Like, no, <laughs> no, that was actually really good. Hey, thanks. Uh, hmm. Or feel free to just go like, mm, and then keep going. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever we'll we'll see. Do you have the piano thing pulled up? I can. Would you mind? That'd be a huge piano help. music. Checking on Gilly over here. Gilly. Hey, Gilly. She is breathing, so we're no, good. We got that going for us. Gil. You good? <laughs> She's just looking at us like, yeah, I'm just tired, yeah. Dad. Yeah, I thought you were saying it was going to make her hyper, but. I mean, it probably won't happen until like 1 a.m. No, Watch. Yeah, that's true. All right. I'll just keep that there and hopefully okay. people can hear it. And, uh, yeah, just this section here. Just that section. Yeah. That might be a little too loud. Hold on. Just so I know, it's that first line. Yeah, not not in the brackets. Okay. Lil Kim, not a whore, mm. but I sex a mmm so good. Mm-hmm. He gotta tell his boys. When it come to sex, don't test my skills, cause my head game have you head over heels. Mm. Give up, mmm, the chills. Mm-hmm. Have him pay my bills. Oh, yes, yes. But matching Lambos with the same color wheels. Mm-hmm. And I ain't out shopping, spending dude's C notes. No. I'm in the crib giving mmm, deep throat. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Tonight, little Kim, gonna have you in the zone. Girls, call your crib. I'm answering the phone. Oh, my God. Guys want to wife me and give me the ring. Mm. I'll do it anywhere, anyhow. I'm down for anything. Couple of humps give up mm, goosebumps. Mm. This junk in my trunk ain't made for chumps. When Lil' Kim's around, you don't need to lie. It's the drugs, baby. I'm making you high. beautiful <sighs> that wow. Mm, wow that really uh yeah brought us somewhere it honestly made it a little more sexy and i'm uncomfortable with how <laughs> how sensual that sounded you're welcome usually that's just for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well I think that's going to end it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can reach us at lifewellspentyahoo.com. Uh, you can also check us out at life underscore well underscore spent underscore. Yes. On Instagram. <laughs> it's really not fun to yeah. see. I need to get better about posting, even just posting like dumb stuff or memes or whatever. Mm, yeah. Um, so I'm working on it. Know that I'm working on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So... We're going to say goodbye, and then I'm going to wait like half a second, and then I'm going to start talking about WandaVision. So, yeah. So, feel free to... You don't want to yeah, listen about it. Leave us when we say it. goodbye. It's not going to hurt our feelings, um, but it has been a true pleasure. We love you all so much. Uh, we hope you're having a great 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's I hope it's getting off to a good start, and if it isn't, uh, just know that we're thinking about you, and we love you, and we hope that... Uh, I mean, it, it gets better, you know, I guess that's mm-hmm. all we can ever hope for. So absolutely. Thanks thank, for listening. Yes. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right. You guys ready? WandaVision. Wow. Wow, guys. I I I mean, one, this was always going to feel like more of a big deal since we haven't had new MCU content since maybe something in early 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there might have been. And that might have been like Spider-Man Far From Home. Sounds right. Yeah, or that might have been end of 2019. I don't remember. Granted, been a long time. Yeah. Since MCU really started rolling out in earnest. So this was always going to feel special. But it's so different. And I think such a statement for how they're going to potentially how they could use Disney Plus as a platform. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they lean in so hard to TV and it, I, it it's buy, beautiful. Buy them Disney stocks, yeah. right? Nah, I've got a couple that hasn't been doing much. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I think releasing the first two episodes was brilliant mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I listened to, to, I watched too many YouTube shows about uh, this show, so mm-hmm. I knew too much and I'm kind of mad at myself, so I'm trying to stay away from that stuff now because mm-hmm. I don't want to know everything. I want to be surprised. Um, but yeah, releasing the two, first two episodes was brilliant. You know, both of them being black and white. I'm sure mm-hmm. that people that didn't know about it, that probably weirded them out. Like, what is, what's going on here? Right. And also, I feel like the first two episodes, they, they of course, are laying seeds, story seeds. Mm-hmm. But the I... The fact th- that they're, like, 30 minutes each, it was smart to do a mm-hmm. couple of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in the next couple episodes, we're really going to start seeing some, some big swings. I think in the next episode, that should be... Will the next episode be the 60s or the 70s? I would think the... Oh. I would think the 60s, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, you're right. Right now, I feel like they're... Yeah, they're definitely in the 50s. Yeah, so I think Monica Rambeau, um, she was the one that uh, during the uh, 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 magic show scene in the uh-huh. second episode, uh, she was the one that kind of... Pops out of the box? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That was it. And, uh, yeah, she, she's a bigger part of this show because uh, she is the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend in Captain Marvel. That's oh. the little girl. Now she's grown up. That's cool. Yeah, I believe, from the nonsense I've been reading online. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that first episode was such a joy. It's oh, so yeah. fun so far. I think it's going to stay fun, but I think, again, they're going to start digging more into – the like central really narrative, yeah, potentially the antagonist. Yeah. Um, I like that in the, the second episode, they started laying in, like, you know, uh, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Yeah. And the person crawling out of the uh, sewer, sewer, but then she rewinds it. Oh, man, it's like, and f- again, from the stuff that I've seen, mm-hmm. like, that, that somebody, basically, it appears that, can I talk about this with you? Come to think of it, yeah, go, sure, yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah. So we talked about House of M the other day after watching this episode. Yep, yep, uh, yeah. So it's not just that she has created a new reality, but I think what she's done is she has taken the taken the area surrounding her and created a reality within with the that reality. That are, if that, yeah, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm guessing okay, too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that beekeeper coming in from the you know sewer, it was actually somebody uh, uh like in a hazmat suit yep but it was i don't know if she altered that reality somehow or what but man they're laying some some nice little nuggets that mm-hmm. again are gonna they're from what i understand 
Uh, so we've gone through 40s, 50s, then we have 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh-huh. I think that might be, I don't think they're really going to get into the aughts. They might. Okay. But I believe after the first seven episodes, then they're going to really leave the TV format. Um, so I'm, yeah, they, they don't need to rush and they're not rushing and it's such a joy. It's so fun. Yeah. So like I'm, I was thinking as we were watching those first two episodes, um, it brought me back to like the Nick at Night, like I Love Lucy yeah, absolutely. type stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to sound really stupid. But I'm like, if this was an actual show, I would watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100%. it's very bewitched to me and you know, yeah. I mean, clearly it is a show, so it's very what meta. Yeah. If know. they, yeah, that, that's, that's absolutely what it is. It's very yeah. meta. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, man, if this was like, show show on Nick at Night or yeah something. if they did like uh, Flintstones or Jetsons but it's just like uh, mm-hmm. Vision and Wanda mm-hmm. uh, yeah be totally into it yeah um, oh man and something I thought that was interesting that I want to get your take on because I okay. believe you've watched more TV from those eras than I have mm-hmm. so first episode the only time that they used camera angles that seemed out of place was uh, at the dinner party when things started going weird, when yeah. the boss started choking and the, the wife is saying, like, Frank, stop it or something like that, but she's, yeah. like, still laughing because they did, they did tight close-ups yeah. on the characters, which, of course, they never did back then. No, not that I ever remember. But in the second episode, they did those tight close-ups and, uh, close-ups and panning shots a lot more. Hmm. Did they use those back then? Not that I remember. Because I'm thinking it's like Leave it to Beaver style, and I think it's still primarily uh, stable shots. Not They might have done some tracking shots, some moving shots, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't think they did a light, lot of tight close-ups. I think it was maybe uh, a me- lot, lot of two-cam shows, so it would just be like kind of further out shots, and you have... Because I remember just seeing the scene. like Almost like you're watching a play on stage, and like it was only in that. You yeah, know, if they moved to a yeah. different room, they would go out of frame and then they would, the next shot would be her walking into in that, the room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a product of the show moving forward in time or mm-hmm. if it's a product of Wanda understanding more that something is out of place. And so that's how it's they're visually adjusting. telling the audience Yeah. that, uh, yeah, things are starting to kind of break down a little bit or again. Like at the end of the second episode, that's when all the color seeped in, and you also saw that Wanda was pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently, this this is pure speculation. This is all YouTube, you know, people. Apparently, what they're gonna do is I don't remember the name of the kids. Um, I think it might be Wiccan and somebody else. But I guess what they want to do is in this show, they're gonna have them fully grow up. Oh, really? Like that's the point of having this this kind of quick progression just mm-hmm. you know one decade first episode another decade another decade so then they're planning for a young avengers film and mm-hmm. the idea is to have uh wanda and vision's kids be in the young avengers because i believe they were in the young avengers in the comics now how would that work though because if this mean? is just her altered reality nothing's real so but this reality is formed out of real people in a real place you know, so like like Monica Rambeau, for example, she exists right. in the world, but she is trapped in this reality that Wanda has created. So, feasibly, 
and from what we've seen from trailers, she can like be taken out of that realm. Granted, she is created in in you know the normal reality, mm-hmm. but she can she is able to get out of that. So I wonder if the idea is that Wanda, I mean, they're created inside Wanda, and Wanda is is quote unquote real, mm-hmm. whereas I would say Vision is not real. He is created by Wanda's memory Mine. and her abilities. But I mean, also, I don't, who knows? Is there? I don't know if there's even a line. Like, I mean, maybe I guess that's when how it comes to like altered reality, I think of like, oh, this is just her in a dream. Like she's dreaming all of this. No, you know what I, mean? I think she is creating, like literally creating these people, some of these people. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. find out as the show goes on. But of course, Vision, she has created, but there's nothing in the show that suggests that he is not, I, would, I was going to say flesh and blood, but that's not the He right. isn't like the real Vision. But he is. I think he is. Do so you think she brought him back in her altered reality? Yes, maybe. How? It's it really seems like it. It, it again, just the show, the huh. language the show is using, the way the show is 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 giving us the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's never vision like. It just feels like vision. It feels like vision from you know, right. uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, and Age of Ultron. It he. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing off about him at all. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I think that's just how strong she is. And I think that that's been laid down is she is incredibly powerful. And just this, maybe this this loss of vision has amplified her powers mm-hmm. to such an extent that she, yeah, that she can create, she is creating reality. Hmm. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard some people talk about, uh, uh, do you know at the end of towards the end of Endgame when uh, Thanos and Wanda square off? Yes. And Wanda's really beating the crap out of him. She's yeah. about to kill him, and then he only gets out of it by telling the their big like ship to just rain fire on everybody. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Wanda would have killed him. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I've I've got no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when. Um, Quicksilver dies in Age of Ultron. Like she lets out that gigantic blast that just destroys a ton of Ultron robots. I think they're laying the ground for her being, if not the strongest character in the MCU, pretty darn close. Like up there with Captain Marvel, I mm, think. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man, but fun characters so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the guy that uh, got fired in the first episode because he didn't throw a good dinner party, but he had like a full orchestra <laughs> there, or like a like a three piece string quartet or something yep. like that. Yeah, man, I it didn't disappoint. Not at all. At all. No. Who knows? It might. It still might. You know, the they might not land the ending, but man, this feels good. It's mm-hmm. so cathartic. So so. It's chicken soup for the Marvel fan soul. Yeah. Like to have this show leading us back into the uh, MCU. Absolutely. Love it. Man. Yeah. They're doing a great job so far. <sighs> so if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it if you are able. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't watched it and you're not into superheroes, feel free and come back and listen to this. It may be gobbledygook to you, but uh, Man, I think that's a t- yeah. that's a great show. It's mm-hmm. just it's really fun, especially those first two episodes. You don't really need to know a lot about the characters. No, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they definitely like sprinkled in where it needed to be uh-huh. of like the regular reality or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vision chewing on gum, swallowing it, him gumming up his gears and making him drunk. <laughs> what? A, what a brilliant like that totally would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know that feels like a '50s setup. Yeah. You know if they had a robot character, I bet that happened to the the robot maid in the Jetsons. Oh, she probably right. she probably got drunk and weird and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a very charming yeah, show right now. Yeah. Uh if you guys have watched it, let us know what you think. If there's mm-hmm. anything you really liked or really hated, or if you just feel the same way as we do, let mm-hmm. us know because I'm like He's beaming genuinely right now, you guys. so happy. Not only that I got to watch it, but I got to talk about it with you guys. Um, but I probably shouldn't make this episode an hour and a half long we're getting there oh but we're gonna do this again next week Mm -hmm. after episode three i cannot wait i cannot wait Um, again i mean between us watching the stand and watching this there's just a lot of sprinkling going on and i'm ready i'm ready for the main course cannot wait it's coming yeah i i kind of wonder if uh falcon and winter soldier is gonna kind of be a letdown after this I hope not. I mean, who knows? And it, it might be apples and oranges. That one mm-hmm. seems definitely more like action spy thrillery kind of stuff, whereas this is just crazy, crazy mm-hmm. uh, homage meta yeah. TV. Um, Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, oh, man. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. I got to stop. <laughs> All right. Well, we already said bye, but if you're still listening to this, bye again. Yep. Thank you again. We love you again. Love you so much. Yeah. You guys have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you next, next Sunday. Week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.